Well, we are uh, just about done these new uh, Credence Clearwater Revival songs. Uh, hey, hey, John, you come up with any lyrics for these stuff yet, Fulgurdy there? I got a few ideas. I got a few song ideas to throw you guys if you want to wanna take a listen. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you got. You usually crank up the classics, you know, Born on the Bayou. All right. Let me throw a question your way. Have you ever seen the rain? Yeah. Of course I've seen the rain. No, but have you ever really seen the rain when it doesn't stop? Yeah, it was raining this morning when I got coffee. It, it, it's been kind of drizzly all day. Just think about it, though. If it just keeps raining, who'll stop the rain? Those are two songs I'm coming up with. You know, have stopped, you seen the it rain? It stops sometimes, so it's it'll be sunny tomorrow. I'm sure it'll it's, be sunny. You don't know what's coming. Sun, sun's coming. Why don't you read a book or listen to the news? Why don't you understand what's uh, so coming? So what you're, you're saying it's just going to keep raining forever and ever. Who'll stop the rain? What is this Noah's Ark? That's exactly what I'm talking about, my friend. It's coming. The floods are coming. You have to have some better lyric ideas than this. All right, fine. I got one called Bad Moon Rising. The bad moon. The moon always rises. It's actually the moon doesn't rise. Moon. It's just in the air. But it's a bad rising moon. You ever seen the moon wobble? It's a wobbly moon. Mm-hmm. I see a wobbly moon rising. Ah! I don't know if I'll do that part there, but I'll definitely do that somewhere in the song. So but, you're uh, just trying to say the moon's gonna wobble. We have a wobbly moon, folks. I listen. I know you boys are busy there tuning up your drums and making sure the organ sounds real, real, real good. And, but you guys need to read some books and understand that this world's changing. We uh, need to spread the message that the moon is wobbling. Okay, and the moon, the moon's bad. Okay, the moon's bad. It's not a good moon. It's a bad moon, and it's rising. Well, well let's go back to the rain thing. Let's do the rain thing. And talk, talking about rain. Hope you like surfing when you live in Colorado, because you're gonna get some surfing waves pretty soon. Uh, let's just let's just get back it's, to the bayou. Born right. on the bayou. I am born on the bayou. That's why I'm talking about water. I understand water. And water's gonna fall. Water's gonna rise. And we won't be able to play our rock and roll music anymore because we won't have anywhere to play unless we like standing in knee deep water in the middle of Montana. Because that's what's going to happen. Because who's going to stop the rain? And have you seen the rain? Because there's going to be a bad moon rising. There's going to be a new album. Is the year is 1971, and we're going to tell the world what's going to come. I, I I don't know if anyone's going to get. <laughs> Ah, yeah, then you I'll do that and then you play. Alright, saving your egg curtains. Uh, I'm gonna have to save my egg curtains. Make it sound better in here. Gonna fill in this space. Doesn't sound so echoey. Get the acoustics in the new studio. That's right. I know. How many new studios are we gonna get? (laughs) (laughs) How many studios is this show seeing? How how many basements do we just call studios? (laughs) (laughs) And then we get kicked out of them, and then we find a new basement to set up a studio in. And now we're in the third basement. Here we are. Third basement. This one's gonna stick, though. I like this. This looks good. This is uh, this is my basement. That's. it's awesome. It's a pretty good basement. Do you like it? I like this basement. This it, is your basement. It's well. It's finished. There's lots of space for doing fun activities nice. like podcasting and yoga. 
And editing? Yeah, pot lights. I like the lighting. I like the scheme. Yeah, I think they're on a dimmer too, so I can bring them down. Oh, the mood is good right now. We got them kind of dim. I also like that just little cutout wall on the stairs there so you can see who's coming. If a murderer is coming down the stairs with a butcher knife. Yeah, you or can your see, girlfriend. <laughs> you can see him a few seconds before they turn the corner. Yeah, you at least got it's not like straight down the stairs. There's a yeah. little cutout to see them, little window. You're right. That does give me a few moments to react. <laughs> it's like Dorothy or intruder. Dude, I that used to be a thing when I was a kid. Like the way our dinner table was set up, I liked for where I sat at the dinner table to be in the place where I could see both doors and the stairs. In case anyone was going to come in and murder me and my family, at least I would see it coming. I was really worried about people murdering me and my whole family when I was a kid. Yeah, you were the lookout, were you? (laughs) I was like, let me sit here because I can see the patio door, the front door, and the stairs. Nobody's nobody's coming in. That's funny. I had a similar strategy with sleepovers. Like, I'd always try and sleep in the room. Like, if a murderer came in, like, where can I sleep where I'm going to be the last one he gets to? Unless he does it in a weird order, right? You, did you, you have, don't know what this killer's up to. Did you have like the weapon picked out in your head, like which weapon you would uh, you would use to stop an intruder? Um, I did think about that a lot. Like Only- you'd look around at household objects. Which was yours? I'll tell you mine. What? It was the uh, my parents had like a wooden, you know, like. One of the just to hold a paper towel roll, the paper, paper the wooden paper towel roll. No, like the thing that holds the paper towel roll. Yeah, but if you take like that off, it looks like a fucking club. Yeah, like a baton or like a mat, like a big mace. Your paper towel baton, and it was solid wood, and I'm like, that's a good one. You Someone think you'd be able in. to get it off quick? Some of those are yeah. Tricky. You gotta throw the paper towel roll away. <laughs> I think I think did you there practice? wasn't paper towel on it often. I think. Yeah. Did you practice this move? To oh, see all how the quick time. You can do it all the time. How much time you have to get to the the paper towel baton before the intruder gets to your family? At, lunge at the door. Why don't you just like at that point just carry your own paper towel baton? Get your own hunk of wood just to carry. You just put it in the side of your sock. Just make a weapon? Yeah, just have a weapon on you all the time. You should. Are you going to need one eventually? Yeah, exactly. You should. Everyone should be thinking about what their melee weapon's going to be for the upcoming uh, climate wars and water wars. Melee weapon? Melee weapon. Like, you, yeah, if you have a gun, you're lucky, but. Mayday weapon? Melee weapon. Mayday weapon. Mayday weapon. (laughs) Melee weapon. Are they similar? A Mayday weapon and a... Oh, God. That was my Melee weapon. You actually stood up. You couldn't bring the microphone down to you. You <laughs> yeah, had to face me. It was easier if I stood up. And now I'm talking directly into where I flat farted. You're farting in my new house. It's not... You didn't, you didn't see the sign coming in? You have a no farting sign in your house? No, just like no bringing big attention to it by, you know, standing up and... Attention to what? What am I bringing attention to? You know I would never have a no farting mic or no farting sign in my house. I'm I'm the one eating my fart right now by talking into the microphone I just farted on. Ah, that's whatever. It's your own brand. You you can just deal with it. Yeah, I'm used to it. But yeah, we're in a new house. It's uh, we're here, London, Ontario. Don't give away our location. What if there's zombies listening? <laughs> there's lots of places I can go. All the zombies are downtown London right now, anyways. We're in London, busy. Ontario currently. This yeah. is the new setup, Brandon's house. 
Yeah, it's it's not. Congratulations bad. on being a homeowner. Thank you. And uh, I forgot your uh, housewarming gift. What was it? That fart. <laughs> that fart, eh? Well, you, you got to save some for my girlfriend when she comes home. I'll fart on Dorothy. She'll be jealous she when she hears only I got the gift. I do have to get you a gift. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to get me a gift. I know. I got uh, my sister told me to bring you a plant, and I forgot it. She already gave you a plant when we went camping, but yeah, yeah, it's all right. We we accept plants. We love all plants. Yeah, I heard you were talking to the plants. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend tells people that I talk to the plants. Yeah, and we think we had a nice dinner, and you showed me your new house, and you kindly made me dinner, and then I am just farting everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna bring you a plant. That's a compliment in some countries. I think I don't know. It should be. <laughs> yeah, it well, could be here. Whatever. But yeah, I did buying a house in the suburbs here. You know, it's a semi. I got neighbors real close. It's Makes a nice thing. I'm like, I know the world is coming to a collapse state. Why would I put myself in this situation? Well, you were just saying outside over dinner that you need to start uh, finding like who the neighbors are, which the good ones, which ones you can, what their skills are, who's yeah, good at chopping yeah. wood, who's good at catching squirrels. Yeah, like I, I'm not going to do this upright. I'm not going to be like coming up to him and be like, hey, buddy, can you throw a spear real good? If you had to go over and kill Jim there, slit his throat if you had to, would you do it? No, I'm just going to hang out, barbecue with him, chat to chat, and just decipher who I can trust, who I can't. Who well, I'm going to be battling in the neighborhood. Start, start testing people. Like, hey, throw this throw this hatchet at the fence. Yeah, exactly. I set up a couple targets. You know, people have different relationships with their neighbors, right? Most of them are good. You're hoping for good. But you're thinking for survival But right this now. is a normal society we're living in. Where, But if society completely collapses, you know, you know, the power grids go out, the food stops showing up, um, things are going to go haywire. So you want to know who around you you can yeah. trust, who has good skills, who can collect fish. Who can collect fish. I don't know if anyone with kids or small kids I don't want to ally with because, like, no. they're trying to keep the kids alive. That's a hassle, man. It's a hassle. And, you know, they got that parent, like, mentality. They're surviving. They're trying to survive. They got those kids. They got to keep those kids alive. Yeah, yeah. They're not thinking straight. They're not going to help, re- like, you know, let, let them fend for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like you don't want to be running from a zombie or even just like a grizzly bear for that matter or anything, no. and then have, turn around and like part of your little tribe that you formed from your neighbors, some fucking guy's got to clip his kid's mittens to his jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A toddler is a terrible thing to have in the in the end of the world. Right? Yeah, and like because we're in that window right now where the end of the world's like. You say in the next 10 years, you don't want to have a toddler right now. No, no. You want to maybe have had kids that are in their teens right now. So then they can like, they will be able to help you and take care of you. That's right. But, but teach kids survival methods. Yeah. Start treating kids like we used to in the 1800s. Train them. <laughs> treat them. Treat them like little adults. Okay. Just start yeah. teaching them how to work the farm. Kids are pretty soft. Now. We're soft. We were soft as kids. Yeah. And they're even softer now. <laughs> and like, that's just like, you need to have survival skills. Yeah. Like, you need to know how to go out and, and find food or just 
build a fire. I was lucky I got taught fire as a kid. I know how to build fires out of nothing. You've seen me do it. Exactly. Uh, if, if you're afraid if, if you're afraid of your kid being around fire, you should teach him how to light a fire. Teach him about fire. Let him burn his finger. It's the quickest <laughs> lesson. Mine was always when uh, hot coals would go either out of the fire or out of the fireplace. My dad would tell me to pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to toughen up your kid. Go pick up the coal. Go put it back in the fire. And, I, and knowing it was hot, but seeing if you could pick it up and throw it without burning your fingertips. Mm-hmm. So, like, kids have a chance. We just have to start training them early. And I always love that scene in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, when nature calls, when he walks on the coals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can do that. Do you think you could actually walk on the coals? Yeah. There is a, a strategy There's to a method it. to it, yeah. Yeah. Just and be- the shitty thing for me is I have fucking duck flat feet. Duck build flat feet. Yeah. My you just feet look like walk, duck man. bills. Because, uh, you know, cold isn't... Like, you have to speed walk and go into your heels where they're most calloused. Yeah. And, or go onto your toes and go quick. Yeah, like your whole... You can do the whole foot. It's all about being If quick. you have a big arch, I got a flat fucking duck foot. Yeah, you might, you might get a little more spread. You might get some burns. So it's all part of it. But like, well, let's uh, lay out some goals and see who gets the furthest. I think I would go further than right, you. We got to get some wood. You it's all about wood. it's because coal doesn't retain heat quite like quite like other things like metal. Like metal, you touch it, it's oh, instantly yeah. hot. Coal, oh yeah, I remember that fucking jackass stunt. Uh, where they branded each other? No, where they were doing Steve on the balance beam, and they were, and then they had they had coals. It, Stunt was going to be a walk on over top of Cole's thing, but there's also like this steel plating close by that ended up being like a fucking frying pan. Yeah, and they could crack an egg on it, and he fell on it and got crazy burns. Yeah, that's what I mean. But (laughs) conductors, conductors, the metal can conduct heat very quickly, but the coal you can you can probably press your finger on it and it'll be a few seconds before it's searing searing hot. That's why you can walk across. Bunch of coals. Yeah, you have quick. some yeah, seconds. You're going to feel it. It's going to be hot. It's probably going to hurt, but it's not going to be burning. And also, like, the coal is still very hot, but it's like the fire's already burnt out, right? Like, it's what's being left behind. Yeah. But those coals can burn forever and ever. You know, like, the next day after camping, you throw a paper plate in the... And then it starts <laughs> up from the coals. You're like, oh, those coals were uh, actually pretty uh, hot still. Yeah, we used to take our action figures and actually bury them in the sand that was in the sand pit. And then pull them out like a minute later, and they're all just deformed and melted. And, and stuff. the coals, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the coals still melt them. Get that hot sand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kids need to play with fire more. I think it's a lesson. There. Yeah, that's one thing. Kids need to play with weapons. See, the parents need to do this too. See, I think what's going to be happening soon is it's going to take a lot of people to realize what's actually happening with climate change and how it's going to affect the world. Because everyone just still sees it as, oh, it's going to get real hot. And that's about as far as their their thought goes, right? Because they don't realize everything that's going to come with it. It's just the extreme weather patterns that are going to shift. There's going to be massive floods that come with that. There's going to be droughts that come with that. And all the fires we're already getting, those are going to get worse with these droughts, right? And it's going to be unpredictable. So everything, so the way everything is now with the heat out west and the fires and stuff could flip and be totally different next year. And we just, yeah. we're going to get to a point we won't be able to predict what weather is actually going to come. I get so surprised when I look at the weather app and it's like actually accurate when it's like, oh, 
you're going to get rain at 6 o'clock. And then 6 o'clock <laughs> rolls around, starts raining, and then it ends when it says it's going to end. I'm like, they got this thing pretty figured out because for shit like that because they're just tracking rain clouds and yeah. systems and how they come and go. That's pretty easy to track. But sometimes weather fucking... Like, weather's going to be the thing to knock us out, right? It's got to be weather. It's going to be a major portion of it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it fucking downpoured the other day. I was driving, and when I looked on the weather app, it was like it was just going to, like, 60% chance of rain. And that's the other thing. They give you the percentage, right? Yeah. Because, like, if they just say 30% chance, it's like it might happen. And that's just, like, a moving fucking thunderstorm. So I'm driving, and then it goes to fucking whiteout, man. Like, downpouring rain like like that type of rain you don't want to be driving for because you can literally not see like and your wipers can't go fast enough and you just feel like a t-rex is gonna come walking out (laughs) Jurassic park for sure and it's pouring rain i'm on the highway and everyone's got their four ways on everyone's going like 30 kilometers an hour it's just pouring and usually when that happens it lasts what like three four minutes yeah this one kind of kept going, or I was driving the speed of the yeah, cloud. Yeah. <laughs> but because it kept going, part of my brain clicked to, like, after about 25 minutes of it, like, what if this just never stopped? <laughs> Ever. Yeah, it just keeps flooding and raining and raining. Like, and it was raining. already, like, you could see little waves on the highway, you know, yeah. when enough water gets moving. All our highways are, you're like, fucking river <laughs> paths. But I'm like, if this just went for a couple hours it would be devastating yeah. what if it went for a couple days a couple months a couple years yeah that's like a whole month's worth of rain which is what's been happening in europe and in china where they've just been getting like a month's worth of rain in like an hour and it just com- they're completely caught off guard they there's been dams destroyed like whole villages have been washed out like mm-hmm. thousands of people killed in china they're like trying to downplay the numbers of how many people have been killed just the tunnels alone, right? Something around 3,000 or more people. Water's unforgiving. It just moves. Oh, yeah. It just does its thing. It Liquid. Just, <laughs> it flows. Be like it water. Flows. And, and, like, that's the other thing. We need water to live. We need it. We're a water planet. We've talked about that on this show a lot. But it could kill us really quick. Yeah. So, where was the point of getting at before? Anyways, yeah. People not understanding exactly the climate change that's coming and what the actual effects are. You know, scientists are doing their best. Um, They recently just came out with a report, an updated report on how the world's doing. And uh, basically the scientists came out and said, we're fucked. Like, there really is nothing more we can, like, unless we flip the world tomorrow, which is something we're going to say for, like, the next five years (laughs) until... We've, it finally hits the world like that we can't change what's happening and it's irreversible. Yeah. And so that's why I think there's going to be training programs soon. You can already go to like survival programs, right? And uh, you learn how to survive in the woods or survive in like some kind of post apocalyptic scenario. But those are kind of cheesy and corny. But they're definitely going to learn. Uh, there's definitely ways of learning these skills. And I think that's important. So I think parents should go out and definitely learn how to, uh, let's say, 
No, no, you keep talking. Keep oh, talking. I just thought of something. I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. Yeah, but parent, you have to teach teach your kids at least how to fucking swim or use a canoe. Yeah, but we have to teach the parents first because they don't understand the importance. The rain's coming. Exactly. It's like they're gonna be old, well, older by the time all this shit starts coming, right? Yeah, totally. Who knows what's gonna happen to them? Totally, and and like. It's going to be interesting if the weather does start kicking up in the way. And that's the thing, like, because we are seeing it, like you're saying, all over the world. Why are we? We're not fucking special where we're living in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, we are special. In fact, we've been getting the best weather this summer. It's been super mixed and even, right? It's been pretty humid. And those fires out (laughs) west and up north are really sending some smog clouds around and actual fucking smoke clouds. When you look at the rest of the world, it's it's not so bad. We got it pretty good. And like, that's what's projected into the future when the climate just starts, when it starts ravaging places like the Southwest in the, in the States. Right. And And major city centers, like, yeah, are are these other countries like China and where else did you say? Uh, it was like Germany. Germany, yeah. Are they hitting major city centers? Like, are we taking out Tokyo? Are we taking out Moscow? I know Tokyo's not in China. <laughs> like uh, Hong well, Kong. Like you don't see like New York or Toronto or California getting hit. And those are all coastal cities. Well, Toronto's not a coastal city. It's coastal to a fucking Ontario. lake. <laughs> There's a there's a theory that a tsunami might hit Toronto. Have you ever heard that? I've heard that, and it's crazy the waves that the Great Lakes get sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. are in between three of them right now. That if yeah. like some weather patterns do co- could come through. Well, it's something to do less with the weather than the fault a fault line that runs under Lake Ontario. Right. That it's not super active, but if if there was some big event that would set off kind of a chain reaction down the fault line. Yeah. And cause big earthquakes. Enough some to like, send some water into the city. Oh, a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot. I say some. When I say I mean a lot. Like, there's a lot of... It's not the same as a fucking ocean Because when you think how... Yeah, we, if you've been to Toronto, it's like you can walk on pretty much lake level for quite some time, right? Yeah, yeah. So if like a, t- like a <clears throat> five, six meter tall wave were to come... That would that would just keep going. Like who knows? Oh, like, it can make it all the it, way to Queen Street. Get, I was gonna say yeah, get all the way up to fucking college in Bathurst. <laughs> Take out all the hipsters. Yeah, just fucking flush out sneaky D's will be. <laughs> but it's 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 scary. What what could actually happen? Not enough people are ready. But there's not enough programs. There's not enough ways of like learning of how to survive. I've looked up like courses and stuff. They either were like way too expensive or just survival courses. Yeah, yeah, or like super sketchy. It's ones. in you, man. Just go to your instincts. I don't. I don't have the greatest instincts though, Tyler. You don't. You don't. And I've seen. We, I've seen your instincts dwindle. <laughs> that's what I mean. I, but I, mean, I have instincts. Like you saw me set up that tent system. We all have instincts, <laughs> and I think put in the right situations, we revert back to it. But I think you would be fine. I just need a. My instincts need a workout. My instincts need training. Like you have a you have a little plastic kiddie pool behind your shed out there, and you're like, oh, I gotta see if we should get rid of that. That's a fucking canoe. <laughs> that's a canoe if you need it. If your instincts kick in, that's uh, that's not a canoe. <laughs> it can be a canoe. <laughs> uh, you, I want to, I want to watch you use this as a canoe, dude. One time when we were kids, not even kids, 
delinquent teenagers, like 16, 15, 16, because my buddy had a minivan. And we stole a plastic kiddie pool just like that out of someone's backyard. Yeah. And uh, we tied it to the back of the minivan and went uh, cruising through the hayfield, <laughs> pulling a kiddie pool behind a minivan. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have any rope, but we did have a bunch of skid wrap, you know, like the really heavy-duty saran wrap yeah. for wrapping Jesus. skids up. <laughs> so we tied that to the backseat of the minivan, put the hatch up, and then made a long like rope with it. To the kiddie pools, drilled a hole in the kiddie pool, or it might have already been one, poked one in, tied it to it, and then went around the hay field with that. So the hay's freshly cut and slippery. Yeah. And it's also like two in the morning, it's nighttime. <laughs> and then we're ripping around the fucking hay field with this straight up fucking slingshot bungee cord because it's plastic wrap. Yeah. So it would throw you out to one side. We're just doing donuts in the hayfield in my buddy's minivan. Four of us in the fucking kiddie pool just <laughs> laughing our ass off, go flying off. I wonder if we film that. It might be in the video and in our jackass video. That's different than using it as a canoe. <laughs> that's tubing on a pool. <laughs> well, I picture that just with water. You could probably tube in a, in a pool because it just get, keeps motion. I'm but just you saying, float. if your instincts kicked in, you would survive. If there was lots of water, water does suck. I don't want to drown. Yeah. But there's lots of stuff that floats. <laughs> you see, you see when the, these people when floods happen, everyone goes to their roof. Get to your roof, you. You got a big ladder. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Get to the roof. Or yeah, like, high could, ground, higher ground. Yeah. Or I could just like wade in the water until the water's high enough. Wade in the reach, water? Reach, reach the roof. I'm right. not a good swimmer and I can't hold my breath very long. I found that out today. Yeah? yeah. Were, were you underwater? I was in the kiddie pool and it was hot enough that I put my head underwater and I did one of those like dead man lays just to see how long I could hold my breath and it was seconds <laughs> seconds well, you could change that wim hof method tyler work it dude, out dude i i got in that pool today and it was like 80 degrees and i'm like still thinking it's cold i'm like i'd never be able to do those ice baths and i see people doing them all the time and i want i'm like that's cool do I, it. it's all I, in your head i can meditate but my temperature regulation in my body is not like, good it takes it. yeah they regulate your temperature <laughs> that, that's what your kidneys do they regulate your temperature so I don't know if I'm... It could be in my head that I'm blaming it on that, and I don't want it to seem that way. But when I get in the water, I feel like it takes me more time to adjust to that temperature for my whole body yeah. to be like, you're now comfortable with being in a different temperature. Same with, like, I put on a sweater when I come inside just because I, I get chilly easy. <laughs> yeah. I get chilly easy. I'm not good in ice. I'm not going to be good in ice water. But it's, it's about working up to it. I've never done the official ice bath. I do, like, the cold showers with the Wim Hof. Not all the time, even. Like, every once in a while, I'll do it. But i got to get into it hard again. I get the breathing but exercises. It's, it's all in your head. Meditating. Your, your brain, it. it just screams at you. Dude, I can fucking do that method with pain. I've done that with pain before. Yeah. I've had, it's not cold, eh? Yeah. Different but animal. temperature is a different animal with me. It fucks with me. I could slice my fucking leg off right now and probably just sit here and talk to you and meditate through the pain. <clears throat> I can meditate through pain. I don't even know how hurt my mouth is right now with these fucking teeth falling out. But I'm probably in an irritable state of pain most of the time. Whenever I'm real grumpy or irritable, I'm always like, ah, is that just like pain built up somewhere? 
Also, I, I hurt my be. wrist on my bike a few weeks ago. <laughs> You're falling apart. I don't know if I broke it or not. But You're like a member from Jackass. I better. <laughs> I <laughs> want to be. <laughs> I want. I might do some stunts. Someone messaged me today about doing some stunts. I might do some stunts. Oh, Jesus. stunts. Wear a helmet. I do. Most of the, actually, the helmets will be here soon. There's helmets all in Skate Park. Store.com. <laughs> that was, that's my plug for all in skate park. Go get your helmets, yoga pants. They got yoga pants. Free. There you go. I want some yoga pants. <clears throat> I don't know if Derek's okay if he sponsors the podcast, but this is the mid podcast break for um, all in skate park. <laughs> free. Yeah, free go, ad for all Go buy some helmets and some knee pads. I'm going to need them if we're going to do stunts. It's gnarly. It's gnarly, dude. Let's go get some. But, like, I like doing stunts. Yeah. I like getting rad. Good. I, but, like, what I'm saying is I can't. <clears throat> the temperature thing's different with me. I can breathe through pain. I'm not trying to be a tough guy. I See, that's, that's like another thing hurt. that's going to help you. It's like everything goes to shit. And, you know, we don't have the the luxury of air conditioning and heat and you know we're just lighting fires again staying warm having to hunt animals wear their skin and fur again right right but there'll be plenty of blankets around what am i talking about but you actually said something earlier that just kind of got me thinking too what if we go through this crazy period of flooding and water levels rising to the point where everybody's living on their fucking roofs they're all on higher ground, so you like, you got water everywhere, and then it yep. flashes fucking cold, and that freezes, and now wow. you're living on an ice brick. People are skating and snowmobiling ice. everywhere. Isn't that it's that's the beginning of an ice age? You know, is that what an ice age is? Well, an ice age is yeah, it's a decrease in global temperatures um, and an increase in like snow. But can rain. it happen real fast? Would yeah. it just snap? Like I picture all this rain, not quite. That it just snaps. It takes thousands of years for a uh, proper I don't got thousands of years to wait for an ice age right it's literally just snow accumulating accumulating and never melting so it's just like that takes a while to get big right right and it eventually presses into giant thick ice and that's what an ice age is but you're you're right your fears are founded of everything flooding and then freezing and it sounds like a crazy scenario we've like, kind of talked about it in we had episode with Danny. We did. We've talked about the the slowing and the stopping of the currents. Yeah, in our ocean episode, and now that that came out uh, in a CNN article online. Like main, like all the stuff we talk about now is going mainstream. Uh, like all this end of the world shit because it's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's happening, and scientists are you know they're calling the alarm right now. Like the like the current this the currents have been. Sl- on a steady slowing pace like since the 1970s yeah and it's going to continue that route and it's only getting worse as more and more fresh water gets dumped into the ocean which changes the acidity changes the temperature and it just fucks with the way the current works and what's going to happen when the current slows down and stops is going to bring freezing temperatures to the north yeah so that's what brings on ice ages well that's one factor of what brings on ice ages yeah but yeah, and before that, <laughs> before that can possibly happen, because that might take, who knows, 50, 100 years for that to fully take hold, right? Before you notice it, have a noticeable difference. Well, in that time frame, there is a lot of, there's a lot of time for the world to start flooding, like you said, because we have oceans rising. Um, with this report that came out, they pretty much all their numbers are higher than they thought. So things are all happening quicker than they imagined. 
So the oceans are going to be rising faster. They're thinking by 2100, at least five meters of seawater sea rise. So that's right. every coastal city in the world gone right. or underwater. And but like even earlier in that 2030, there's going to be you know a significant amount of water rise. Like the year 2030. 2030, ten years from that's now. It's like ten years. It's not yeah. even ten. It's nine years from now. So not only just their projections of how they see the world, uh, how they see the oceans rising. There's new factors like we talked about before. The moon is going into a bizarre wobble state that will affect our tides in extreme ways. So it's not going to add more water. But it's just going to have more effect on the tides. So the tides will be much higher, much lower. So we've never lived through a period of this moon wobble, which has happened before. And the it's, moon it's, wobbles it's, every once in a yeah, while. <laughs> it's got wobble cycles. You know, I don't know. It's just a good. That's going to fuck with fucking <clears throat> everything. It's going to fuck with Instagram influencers' uh, attitudes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Blame it on the moon. The wobbly moon. That's why we're, we're. That's why we're sad. Not because all our coastal cities are flooding every other day. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live in a coastal city. Yeah. So not only that, and then this the same episode we talked about the moon. We also talked about a glacier lake in Antarctica dumping like sixty billion cubic meters of uh, fresh water into the ocean that wasn't there before. And that's gonna flood things. Yeah. And, and that's only one glacier lake. Antarctica's covered in glacier lakes. Same with the Arctic. There's glacial lakes. They're just sitting on, it's just lakes sitting on top of glaciers that are just waiting to break as everything yeah. melts, right? Once they get one little crack through, that's all it takes, and then just bam. Like, well, you think about it. Like we, we know the system of like water turns to gas. <laughs> and it can evaporate and... It can freeze and be a solid. It's got different states of matter in this physical universe that we live in. Water can do that. And if we look at other planets, there's planets close to us. Our planet only survives here because of the fucking water. And we've talked about that a lot. But Water and fungus. Water and fungus. But it's... And fungus needs water. Fungi. But it needs to go through a cycle to get to a place of expiration, which we're just... We're just here for the water ride. Yeah. Learn, get a fuck, teach your kids how to surf. Get a fucking surfboard. That's a beautiful analogy. We're just here for the water slide. <laughs> this water slide's about to end. Kevin Costner, we should just change this podcast to Water World, the podcast. <laughs> Kevin Costner was right. I'll tell you. We're going to be drinking our own piss before the end of this. Yeah. Podcast. It's, I heard it's good for you. But uh, no, we should just dedicate a whole episode to Water World. You're right. We need to give it a good rewatch. It's been a while. It used to be my favorite movie for a while as a kid. Like one of I've gone. It was my favorite movie as a kid for a while. And like I love all Kevin Costner movies: Dance with Wolves, Bull Durham, and yeah, those three. Were you upset there was no baseball in the uh, Water World? I was really thinking he'd at least like hit one ball like, into, into, the the into the ocean, <laughs> into the water. But. Uh, it used to be a hangover movie when I lived with my cousin Cody. We'd get drunk on Saturdays and watch Waterworld on Sundays. <laughs> like, I've seen them. It's a good hydration movie. Yeah. No, we should just do a whole run of movies, movie well, reviews. We, movies come up a lot on, on the show. Because exactly. Deep impact. Movies are an art form that have really depicted the end of the world and given us, like, 
images for things that we haven't quite seen yet that yeah. are only predictions. Yeah, and information just normal folk can ingest, right? You know, a lot of it's corny Hollywood bullshit, like the movie 2012. But a lot of people do <clears throat> what I was doing when I was driving down the highway and it was pouring rain the other day. They go, well, that won't happen to me, but it could happen. Yeah. You know, it's only a matter of time before people stop can I in denial. Can I ask you about this sticky note that I grabbed over there? Yeah, what does it say? I wrote my note that I need for later, but it just says Dinosaur Bones. CGF. CGF. That's a song I was writing called Dinosaur Bones. Uh, and those you, are the chords that go with it. I thought you found something in the backyard. You thought you think I had coordinates towards a uh, <laughs> dinosaur bones? <laughs> if you start taking up archaeology... Dinosaur archaeology. I'm not keeping it a secret. Paleontology, that's that's what it's called. Paleontology. Archaeology is people. Things. 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 Ancient. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, paleontology is dinosaurs. Um, Yeah, we're doomed. We are doomed. And the aliens haven't come to save us yet. Yeah. They have not come. What's new in the alien news, Brandon? UFO news. Um, last time I talked about the. Uh, <laughs> Did you just correct me? Is it UFO news, not I alien don't know. news? I guess because we don't know if the unidentified flying. And what's the new one we have to use? UAPs. UAP. Un- you want to take it serious, got to say UAP. So. But we don't know. The reason we can't say alien is because we don't know if these UAPs are no. being piloted by absolute alien life sources to this yeah. planet or time travelers. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards time travelers these days because, uh, you know what, Lou Elizondo, uh, we've talked about him before. He's a big person in the UFO world. He ran the UFO ATIP program in a in the 2000s there and he's the one that kind of brought a lot of these crazy videos to light and this information he's been kind of he's been leading this whole charge to get the government to release more him and a few others but anyways he has signed a non-disclosure agreement so there's certain things he cannot talk about and there's certain things he can get away with talking about so when certain questions come his way because he, he just goes on a million podcasts, right? Every yeah. UFO podcast you can imagine, any any news program. Because he's just, you know, he's just sitting at home doing this all day long. Because right. he's trying to get the message out. And every once in a while, a question will come along that he can't answer because of his non-disclosure. Right. Like, uh, when it comes to crafts. Like, what do you know about... Um, arts cra- and crafts. Our arts and crafts. Like, what do you know about mil- gluing a couple popsicle sticks together? It's like it's like we're thinking about entering a, a fall fair. I just want to want to see what you know. Birdhouse out of popsicle sticks. Go. <laughs> but no, this is a UFO downed UFO crafts. So questions like that, or like specifically, what are these beings? You can tell he knows the answer, but he won't say it. How can you tell he knows the answer? Because he'll just, you see this little smirk come across his face and he says, I'm sorry, I can't get into that or I can't allude to that. See, but, that tells me he doesn't know the answer. But it's, it is, this, this is the thing. Like, this is all legit. He did sign a government non-disclosure agreement. So if he says something and he's not supposed to, he can literally go men to jail. Black, men in black shot him in the back of the head. Possibly. But or just simple as he's going to jail for treason because he's speaking of a government secret. Right. Could be anything. Could be like, 
this new government, this new line of toilets the government's coming out with, to, totally secret, can't talk about it. But if Bill goes and talks about it to his wife, and they find out, Bill's going to jail. Well, yeah, if you, if you leak any government information, they're coming and shooting you in the back of the head. We've, we've gotten into this pretty yeah. extensively. But anyways, it's all the little things that leak through. You can, you can tell he's trying to, you know, allude to certain things when people ask him questions of, like, what are these things? Who are they? Right. So when he says something like, I may not be quoting him correctly, but, like, these... Uh, it's like, if they aren't the Russians, and they aren't China, and they aren't us, what are they? Are they? It's like, what are these non-humans? And then he'd be like, well, not exactly non-humans. And then he'll just jump on to the next thing. So he just drops these little Easter eggs, right? Right. So, like, that's what... He, he said a few other things that alluded to that as well, which... He, it's almost oh, as if he's alluding to, like, these are humans, but not from here. But not, not from another planet either, from yeah. another time. Because there's also, he, he keeps dropping little hints of just like, we may not, like we shouldn't be looking so far away. These things might be closer than you think. These may, might be our neighbors. Oh, so he's like, he's like hinting at like, it's going on, it's here. Something here. That's pretty like right That's pretty planet. Men in Black, like very much so. You but know, like when Men in Black, when the little aliens in the guy's head, you know, controlling his body. Is that what he means? Like <laughs> no, like or does he mean he means time travelers? I'm alluding, yeah, more humans, other civilization, other dimensions, other dimensions, other realities. Of you know, it, they could have the same reality we have, same kind of uh, laws of physics and matter, everything the same, but just right. in a different reality but they happen to figure or out different laws of physics and yeah. matter and ways to bend time and space and so it could be any of any of the above but the idea that like they that he's saying that it's close and it's basically here and it's possibly but you think this guy way. knows something he definitely knows something and he's not the only one why won't he say anything because he doesn't want men in black to shoot in the head. exactly yeah. he doesn't want to get shot in the head and, like, he has a chance if, you know, if the government takes this seriously and want to, like, bring him to a hearing in Congress, would he'd be able to talk about it freely without worrying about, uh, like, being arrested, right? All right. And, he, you know, that's what we're kind of hoping for. But who knows what's going to happen with it. But that would, that's what makes me think it's time travelers and that and just watching the whole UFO, like, well, that's another thing. It's there are humanoid, like blonde Nordic looking dudes that are seen that kind of that look very human. But then you look at the greys and you think they could be human. They got really. They look up. like evolved humans. They look like humans that might have, like like the next step of our evolution, you know, cyborgs almost. You know, integrated with machine and computers. Yeah. But to a point where they've you know they they don't have because this is a theory of the greys that they might be future humans yeah. that don't have access to their natural proper human dna anymore and and just think of like evolution if you want to look in a linear timeline what we've seen let's say we came from apes yeah to where we are now if you keep going down that scale you're going to look like a gray alien if we keep staring at computer screens and fucking cell phones for another few years yeah. our eyes are just going to go big and black <laughs> like, and then well so that, there's that factor our jaws our jaws are going to drop and our heads are going to get skinnier <laughs> yeah so there's that idea that that <clears throat> that's why they're coming back to warn us 
that like destruction it is, doesn't is get gonna, good <laughs> yeah like we're gonna have to like live in space or live underground for like ten thousand years until the earth figures itself out because we fucked it up so oh, bad. Th- and think if they went through that already if they went yeah. through like a massive rainfall or flood or ice age like we've talked about and a few of them did take the technology that elon musk gave them and went underground or to space and then came back maybe they were like yeah that's fucked that's, yeah, that's fucked, Brandon. It is pretty fucked. And what if they're coming from the other way? What if they're past civilization, have gone through this before, have reached space travel, go up to space, chimps in space, and travel forward, <laughs> forward in time, and then reaching us here to like, you know, stop us from doing it all over again. Well, I and like, and you can work all of the. It's cool to put everything into one basket. Like that's why they're saving. Nu- they're not letting nuclear bombs go off either because they're like, don't fuck this up. It already does get enough fucked up. I think that's the general message of, and I think there's more than one alien species visiting us. Of course, there is. You've or, or civilization. Yeah, species. If you're a listener of this show from the beginning, you would have known our field guide to extraterrestrials, which we should bring back. Is it here? It's on the shelf. I'm going to end Let's with it right now. Let's end with one of those. And, um, yeah, man, aliens aliens are whatever they are. They're alien to us, you know? But I feel like they're all here, and they're just telling us how badly we're fucking it up. It's like, even if they're new to here, they can just tell right away, like, dude. But that's because they <laughs> fucked it up before. Yeah. That's why they're in space, because they've made it. All right. Here comes a segment we have not done in forever on the show called The Field Guide to Extraterrestrials. Brandon's got this book he's had since he was an eight-year-old boy. Right. Here's one. I I don't think I've done this one before. You just open to a random page. I just opened to a random page, Field Guide to Extraterrestrials. This happened in uh, Germany, 1977. Hot year for aliens. <laughs> it's a humanoid. Um, You'd hear from music, too. Break of punk rock and the Ramones. Ramones. <laughs> good, heavy, heavy metal. Like, Zeppelin's just strong in that period. Um, what do we got here? Ramones are probably 76. We got a short non-gray. So it kind of looks like a gray, but he also kind of looks like Kermit the Frog. In fact, he looks like Kermit the Frog if, the, if like, Japan did some kind of rip-off. But the thing is, Kermit the Frog. Kermit <laughs> yeah. the Frog was a thing in '77. It was like the Muppets were around. The Muppet Show was on the air in 1977. Okay. I don't know if I trust the diagram. But was it on in Germany? I don't Likely. know. Likely. So it's four feet tall. I feel like that's reach. a little tall for Kermit the Frog. Uh, but yeah, he kind of looks like Kermit the Frog. Frog, if he was made into a sex doll, you see the way his mouth is. Just yeah. Gaped open. It's Kermit the Frog's body and neck, and then the head is more fishbowl like with like jack o' lantern eyes. Looks like a fish. Look yeah. at the eyes, the mouth. Very fish fish headed Kermit the Frog. Alright, so the central witness, a twenty five year old railway worker, was dropping a friend off at home at two in the morning after leaving a bar together. Yeah, those guys don't sleep. Rail- <laughs> like railroad conductors in the seventies, they're up for days. I'm driving. just drinking, yeah. running the rails. <laughs> That's the 70s, right? So anyways, after leaving a bar, they were blinded by the bluish-white light of two approaching objects in the sky. The lights then stood still for five minutes, moved again toward one another, seemed almost to touch, and finally just turned off and disappeared. Your classic UFO show up, disappear sighting. So that's a common one. 
Yeah. They show up, they show themselves, they make themselves apparent, and then they disappear right in front of your eyes. Yeah. So when Schaffler's friend, an innkeeper, entered the house, he locked the door behind him. On his way up the stairs, he saw that unknown lights had reappeared, but as he approached a window, he felt paralyzed. So they came back, they made it in the house. So meanwhile, Schaeffler felt terrorized by the object's enormous size and ran around the house, looking for an open door. Seeking shelter, he then ran to the back door of a neighboring house. There he heard a short whistling sound, felt a draft of air, and suddenly saw two strange strange beings behind him. That looked like Kermit the Frog. Uh, Yeah. So it's just like... They're playing a banjo? Yeah. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's up? That's a terrible (laughs) (laughs) No, you you look like you're doing the version this alien would do. But like this alien... Are there so many songs about rainbows? This alien's lips are puckered, so he definitely looks like he's whistling. He's probably blowing. He felt a draft of air. He's probably whistling real hard. Just whistling right down this guy's neck. Rainbow connection. Yep. So anyways, these creatures, they sit about four feet tall. Their bodies appeared human, though their hands reached their knees and their forefingers were webbed. Their skin was brighter than a human's. The only clothing he noticed was a frill-like harlequin around their neck with six or seven light green star-like serrations. So that's the Kermit the Frog frill. Yeah, the bib. In the picture, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's gills or something. Anyways, uh, where were we? Their heads were bare, perfectly round, as were their well-defined mouths. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the blowjob mouth we're talking about here. <laughs> well-defined. Yeah, very fish-like. So Scheifler did not notice or see a neck, ears, or nose on the entities. Their eyes, which were slanted like an Asian's, but not as narrow, stared at him unflinchingly. As the beings approached, their torsos rocked back and forth. It was weird. Sound like frogs. Yeah, it does sound like kind of like a frog. So after standing paralyzed for a while, Schaeffler was able to move again, and he immediately panicked. He threw himself against the neighbor's locked door and smashed the middle pane, unlocked the <laughs> unlocked the door from the inside, covered his face as he fell on the floor. When the tenants heard this, they called the police and found Schaeffler lying there. Sounds like these guys got really drunk, tried to get into the wrong house, and made up a story about seeing Kermit the Frog. Yeah, or like, yeah, the Muppet Show was just on TV. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, someone slipped these guys some acid into their their beers. Uh, So Schaeffler lying there, his hand bleeding. The lights and the beings had disappeared. It was about 3.30 a.m., but an hour later, Scheifler thought it was. So the police took Scheifler to the hospital, where his blood alcohol was tested and found to be quite low. Low? Guy sounds know. hammered. I don't know. The booze, I guess, it came down, but the LSD that was in his beer probably real high. Yeah. So they concluded that the episode could not be explained as due to alcohol delirium. Scheifler suffered from insomnia in the weeks following the encounter, vomited several times at work, and developed a stomach ulcer. And could no longer watch the Muppet Show. <laughs> so he ate some bad mushrooms. So anyway, several other bar patrons reported seeing the object that night. Even seven years later, the Italian Defense Ministry reported that an Italian fighter plane had been followed by a UFO for 23 minutes that night as well. Wow. So there's a lot of things to back this up, but yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's like legit Air Force uh, confirmation at the end there. Yeah, it, it looks like a scary, sexy Kermit the Frog, frog alien that and maybe just like, came here to suck your dick. Maybe that's what the UFOs and aliens have struggled with this entire time when they go to make contact is they just keep trying to suck their dicks. <laughs> no, like, yeah. like, it's like, we all enjoy this on our planet. But Why like, aren't hum- they enjoying hum- this? Humans just get scared right away. And then like, they're always drunk. They're always, it sounds like they're always approaching drunk guys. Like yeah. they got to show up at like 9am at a Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Someone- quit, quit showing up late at night when people are drunk aliens. If you're listening, I think they're just trying to sneak up on people. But yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. man, that was a fun, uh, fun chat. Uh, we're fucking doomed. We're all doomed. We're doomed.